What up, family? CTR Media Network. Yeah. Uh. Best in the biz. Yeah. Join the team. CTR is who we are, the media network, that's the best by far, whether you listen at your home, at your job, in your car, come get the information that's needed above all, never lasting, motivational podcasting, giving you the answers to the questions that you asking, serious talks and topics, how to come up and profit, how to better yourself, your health is here, we got it, reaching 350 million, they tuning in, we in 50 different countries, we all can, and like minded, find your purpose and your assignment, come get your fix, your feel, your mental alignment Get active and speak to the masses Build your influence All levels and all classes Now you know You can monetize and grow CTR Media Network Start the show Hello, hello, everybody. I am Dr. Tina J. Ramsey, the host of The Tina Ramsey Show, and I am so happy to have you here today. You know that our show is all about motivating you, sharing knowledge, having upbuilding conversations centered around business, wellness, education, and life. We introduce you to some of the most amazing standout entrepreneurs and influencers who are truly making a positive impact in the world. And today is just like any other day where we bring you the best of the best of thought leaders within the community to help inspire you to grow. And today we have in the building, Richard. Yes, he is an amazing, amazing author. And he's also sharing with us about DNA. And this is something that's really near and dear to my heart because when I think of the words culture, when I think of the words empowerment, passionate, greatness, and who you are, these are the words that describe today's guest, Richard. He is making this, he's making a compelling, riveting description of what DNA is, what it isn't, how it feels to connect, how it feels to be lost, but then you're found. Woo! He doing a lot. So I know you're ready because I'm ready. Let's go ahead and bring on the amazing Mr. Richard. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I, I was really just rocking out to that, that intro. I was, you know, you had me just bobbing my head over here. I said, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm just uh, so pleased to be here with you today. Oh, I am pleased to be with you today because you're speaking about a topic that I, many people don't know, I have been on my personal little journey of finding myself, finding who I am, my culture, my tribe. And when I saw what you do, I was like, oh my goodness, I have to have this conversation with you. Not only you're you're a coach, but you're a speaker and you're an author. And you're passionate about this topic of finding, finding yourself. And you tell about your journey as well. So I want to know, um, many, many today are now just like myself, are now just learning more about our ancestral roots. What do you want to say to individuals like myself and to them? Okay. Um, what I tell people, because one of the things that I, get when I start talking about this is sometimes people are a little apprehensive. They say, you know, nothing wrong with our culture. And I say, absolutely right. We have a rich culture. I even talk about this in the book. We have African-Americans, Afro-Brazilians, Afro-Caribbeans, wherever the descendants of the former enslaved are, we have developed wonderful, rich cultures. We know that our culture is rich because uh, the African-American culture and others are copied around the world. So I tell people my my one question I can tell I say I, I I tell people I can prove with one question that we're exceptional, and the question is this: Who are the most copied people in the world? And we know the answer is um, descendants of African descendants, whether it's Africans, African Americans, Afro Caribbeans, Afro Brazilians. Mm -hmm. We are the most copied people in the world, and you only copy what you admire. No one copies what they don't like. So the fact that we're copied means we're exceptional. But if you're copied after a 500-year negative stereotype that everybody knows, but they still copy you, that means we are super exceptional. So I say, yes, we're exceptional. But the analogy that I've come up with is 
the full moon. Because when we look at the full moon, it's beautiful. Songs are sung about it. We just love, you know, once a month to go out and see the full moon. Mm -hmm. But every time we look at that full moon, there's a part just as big that is unseen and unknown. It's the dark side of the moon. Mm. It's a great analogy for us because our rich African-American culture is like the full moon. Beautiful, right? But then there's a side that we don't know. And no, no fault of our own. It's the legacy of enslavement. So we have the technology now so we can go and find out you know, there's two different types of tests. They can do the country test and the and the and the the tribal test. Uh, but I found out by just visiting Africa. I mean, I was kind of backed into it. I wasn't actually looking for my roots. I was just going with my doctor to visit Nigeria, and I was just so excited about that after having you know, gone to the Independence Day celebrations and gotten exposed to things like a goosey soup and pounded yam and mm. all that Nigerian <laughs> food. And uh, then the fashion, oh my goodness, the, if, if, if any of the listeners are, or anyone that's watching has not seen Nigerian fashion, go just 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 uh, go to DuckDuckGo. I tell people to go to DuckDuckGo because they don't follow you all around the internet like other folks. <laughs> DuckDuckGo is a search that you don't, you know, I'm not a paid spokesperson, but, you know, they don't, I like privacy. So anyway, just put in a uh, Nigerian fashion, women's fashion. Just like this is this is uh, what I'm wearing right now is actually a traditional Yoruba and Igbo type of, of clothing that they wear. It's cool. You notice it doesn't have the collar like mm -hmm. Western attire. Mm -hmm. uh, I like I this, this particular one has has the uh, where you can have the cuffs, but but I have them also where you don't have the cuffs. But uh, it's just so comfortable. And when I wear this out, oh my goodness, the compliments, people. I, they'll stop me in Costco. I really love what you wear. I mean, of all different races, not just African-American. Now, the African-Americans will tell me, hey, where did you get that from? I, <laughs> I, 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 want, I, want, I want to get me some of that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that, because we connect to that culture. This is all part of that culture. And so that's why I tell people that it is transformational. Mm -hmm. Connecting to your roots is transformational. You know, it, it, it's easy to just say, okay, you know, you know, it's been for so I don't know when the last time anybody knew what we were connected to. So I'm just going to go on with my life like this. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example of my sister. Right. I came home one day with some goosey soup and pounded yam. My niece was there. My sister, the mother of my niece was there and my, my mother was there. And so I, I told him, I said, hey, you all, I, I have some Nigerian food for you to try. And so my mother and my niece were like, okay, right? My sister, oh, no, no, I don't want to try it. She looked at me, I don't want to try it. I don't want to try it. I said, it ain't going to go to waste. Don't worry. It's not going to go to waste, okay? So my niece tried it. She said, oh, that's good. And my mother tried it. She said, that is good. Then my sister, um, um, well, okay, let me try a little. She tried it. She liked it so much. She said, that is really good because she had this stereotype, you know, this negative stereotype they've given us about Africa, right? Mm -hmm. She thought there might have been flies in it or something. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> the bottom, bottom line is she was like, it was so good. And then she found out a few days later at work because I joined the local Nigerian community. Mm -hmm. She found out a few days later that the one of the people in the community who was a Nigerian worked with her, right? Because they were just talking and everything like that. And then she found she said, the next time you cook some goosey soup, would you bring me some? Now here it is from I don't want to try it to bring me some goosey soup, right? Mm -hmm. It's 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 just life enriching. It really is. So what I have to tell people is take the time to get connected to your roots. Mm. Uh, and then when you find out what people group you're from, uh, you know, some people say that tribe is a negative word and something like that, but whatever you want to use people group, you want to use tribe, whatever, find out which ones you're connected to. Right. Mm -hmm. And then save up enough money to go for like at least two weeks, a month would be better, but you know, it, it's better to save up and go for two weeks than it is to just say, okay, well, I'm going to just go for a week. Because I've seen people come for just a week and then they're here two days, there two days, there two days, and they go home and they're just tired, you know, and they don't, they haven't had time to really soak it in. So I say at least two weeks mm -hmm. and, um, you know, don't sleep on places, you know, you want to go and just enjoy the culture because 
you're gonna it's gonna be like an experience that you've never had. So mm. what I will do when I come back, I usually bring the currency. Either if it's if it's Ghana, it's the CD. If it's Nigeria, it's the Naira. That's their currency. Mm-hmm. And I'll show it to people at the store, or I'll show it to them at the hotels when I check in. I say, "Have you ever seen?" And they say, "No." And they take pictures. They say, "I'm gonna show my children because we've we've never seen black people on money." And when I talk to my African friends, they say, well, of course there's black people on the money. I said, yes, but you were raised in that environment. I said, we were in an environment where we never saw anything like that. I said, so it's a big deal to us. Mm. Well, let me just give a shout out to our live studio audience. Hello, hello, Sheree from Detroit. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, everyone. Remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Okay, you said so many different things that was... Um, eye-opening because, you know, African-Americans, including myself, in the United States, you're right, we have different perspectives and we do have our own uh, culture. Rich culture. Yeah, we do have our own culture here within the United States. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I have been on this personal journey to find out who do I belong to? Where do I belong? You know? Mm -hmm. And so I know from the little pieces that I have found already, the contentment, the wholeness that I'm experiencing, because now I see individuals who look like me. I feel the connection. Mm -hmm. Now I understand why I like this. I do that, you know, Mm -hmm. and the certain type of rhythm I have that's naturally inclined to the beat of my body that's built down in the culture of which I'm a part of that I was disconnected from. And so Mm -hmm. the fact that you're bringing this to the forefront. So I know that you had just said that you went to Africa or no Ghana with Mm -hmm. your doctor. So was it a particular reason? Well, I went to, I went to Nigeria. The first trip was to Nigeria with my doctor. Yeah. With Mm -hmm. Nigeria. So um, have you ever experienced any type of life threatening illness? Because for me, for me, before you get started, for me, I know that I have ran into some health issues. And then when I start understanding what what culture I am, what blood type, all this different stuff, I could put the right foods in my mouth. And as I'm digging deep into culture, I realize that certain foods that we eat in the United States is not indigenous to our land from being from Africa, and it can actually make us sick. So mm-hmm. my question to you is, have you ever experienced any life-threatening illnesses? And if so... Did your trip with your doctor to Africa help you any? <laughs> okay, that's that's a good question. Actually, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that because after that first trip in 2013, I wanted to get back. Actually, every year I wanted to go back, but I, I didn't get back until 2019. And, you know, you have to get certain travel injections. And those travel injections, because I had tried to get them, you know, get them well in advance, but they never called me back for my appointment. And so I had to call them and then go down there. So it was just like a couple of days before my uh, trip that I got the travel injections. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I landed in Nigeria, I had a raging fever. My friends grabbed my hand. They said I was so hot. So those injections actually adversely affected my kidney and my liver because, you know, when you do your blood work, creatine is the number that tells you how your kidneys functioning. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be 1.4 or less. And in January, when I did my physical of 2019, it was 1.21. So everything was all good there. But when they did my blood work, because they, they, the hospital admitted me, as soon as they brought me in, they said I was so out of it that I couldn't even answer questions before kind of trailing off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how high my fever was. Uh, and then when they did my blood work, they said my creatine was 4.94. Now 1.4 normal, it was 4.94, which was chronic kidney disease stage four. So the diagnosis was that I was going to have to take dialysis for the rest of my life. And the, the the liver's looking like it might have liver failure as well because those numbers were way out of whack. Mm-hmm. And then just to you know make it fun, it was like a side order of sepsis, which also could kill you. I mean, so this is like slap, 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 you know? Um, but fortunately the Lord had given me a prophetic word three years before to the month. It was June of 2016. And he told me that I was going to be, he had, the things that he had put into my mouth were not just for my state and not just for my hometown. He told me to get ready to travel. So I said, if the Lord said that to me, then I cannot be taking 
um, dialysis because if I am on dialysis, I can't travel like that, right? Like the, the Lord said. So I told the doctor after she gave me the diagnosis because she told me that with chronic kidney disease, it is medical science says it's impossible for the number to go down. They said, if you do the right things, you can maintain, but it can't reverse. That's what she told me. She said, it's impossible. But fortunately for me, I believe what God said is impossible with man is possible with God. It is. And I looked at what God told me. And I said, if God told me that, and uh, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Mm -hmm. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he said something and shall he not do it? Has he spoken and shall he not surely bring it to pass? So I told her, I said, well, that's not going to happen. I said, I'm going to make a miraculous recovery. In five days, I'm going to walk out of this hospital. My creatine is going to be back to 1.21. So I did two out of the three. In five days, I did walk out. And even the doctor said it was a remarkable recovery. But my creatine was not back to 1.2. It was actually... It went from 4.94 down to 3.4. But my doctor told me that a, a drop of 1.5 in five days, she said, that is like remarkable. She said, that just doesn't happen. She said, that is remarkable. Although I was not happy because I was believing that my creatine was going to be 1.21. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, God promised me this, but it took three years, mm -hmm. but I, I, God healed me. So even though the diagnosis by man was, dialysis for the rest of your life, I can tell you that I am a living, breathing, walking example of the mm -hmm. miracle power of God. And my doctor told me that if I hadn't changed my lifestyle, because after that prophetic word, I changed my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, I, lost, I lost like 70 pounds. I look younger now than I did 15 years ago, by the grace of God. But uh, if I had not, my doctor here, when I got back, he told me, he said, if you had not changed your lifestyle, you would have died. He said, there's no question mm -hmm. in my mind that you would have died. He said, you losing that weight, you eating, the, you know, changing to organic, drinking green tea and lemon, which is putting more high alkaline in your body because you know, cancer likes acidic body, yes, sugar, soda, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm trying to make sure my body's alkaline. You know, I eat papaya, pine, fresh pineapple, things like that, you know. So my cutting board is used all the time. I got me some sharp knives <laughs> and I use my cutting board all the time, like for whether it's vegetables. Matter of fact, just before this show, I chopped, I didn't have time to finish cooking it, but I have my chopped up cabbage and onions ready for after the Ooh, show. So I'm going to go in and cook me up some cabbage and onions, you know. Uh, but I, I, I do all of that because I changed. When God told me what he told me, he said, I'm going to strengthen you in the natural and in the spiritual. And he knew what was going to happen three years later. Mm -hmm. And I just thank God because if he hadn't done that, I probably would not be here talking to you today. There's no doubt in my mind. And uh, I just praise God because I am a, a miracle. Mm. If somebody, if no, if anybody listening or watching has never seen a miracle, just look at me because I'm telling you, I have the medical records to prove what I'm saying. The mm. doctor even wrote uh, miraculous. I mean, not miraculous because you know doctors, you don't like. To yeah, say yeah, I know. <laughs> but she said a remarkable. It's in the record. She said the mm -hmm. patient has made a remarkable recovery. What makes it so great is because I told her. Before I said, this is what's going to happen. I'm mm -hmm. going to walk out of here. I'm going to be healed. And the only thing that didn't happen is the 1.21. Um, but by the grace of God, it took three years, but I'm totally healed. Yes, but three, but three is complete though. So let me give some love to our virtual studio audience who are tuning in from all over the world. We have Teresa hey. in the building. She said, hello. We have hello. We have Sheila here. She said, love this. Sheila, she said, wow, when you was telling your testimony. Yeah, Thank you, she, Sheila. Then she put up her hands like, oh, praise God. <laughs> and then Teresa said, preach. God is a healer. A healer. Yes, he is. Yes, yes he, he is. is. Yes, he is. So, you guys, what we're going to do right now, we have to take a commercial break. But we'll be back in a moment with this riveting journey about how Richard took all of this information and how he is not only found his way, but how he's helping us to find our way as well. And That's it's all goal. wrapped up in your DNA. We'll be mm -hmm. back in a moment.
Are you ready to skyrocket your podcasting journey? Look no further than The Power of Podcasting by Dr. Tina J. Ramsey. This book is not just any ordinary guide. It's a game changer that offers insider strategies, captivating content creation tips, proven techniques, and monetization secrets. But that's not all. When you purchase The Power of Podcasting, you also receive a complimentary bonus. Dr. Ramsey's sought-after podcast, 30-video course valued at $999, absolutely free. It's no wonder this book is the number one bestseller on Amazon and has been rated one of the top 10 best new podcasting books to read by Book Authority. Dr. Ramsey's expertise and practical advice have earned her acclaim in the industry. So, what are you waiting for? Take the leap and unlock your podcasting success today. Grab your copy of The Power of Podcasting, Unlocking Tips and Strategies for Podcast Success by Dr. Tina J. Ramsey on Amazon or visit their website at ctrmedianetwork.com. A link will be provided in this episode's description. Your podcasting journey starts here. And just like that, we are back. But I come along with a friend whom you might ask, the amazing Richard, who's going to help us get reconnected to our history and our DNA. So let me just bring him back on the stage. Welcome back. Hey. <laughs> all right. So before the commercial break, you was giving us, telling us all about your journey and also your real life testimony of how you was able to walk out of the hospital in pretty much a situation that looked pretty bleak. Uh, and so, and, and it shows the power of what God can do for mm -hmm. you because you knew that he already told you, you was going to do X, Y, Z. And you know that in the book of numbers, God cannot lie. And it's in Titus right. as well. <laughs> he right. said it again in the book of Titus. So you knew that. And right. going all the way around how you change your diet. Lost, lost the weight, start eating mm -hmm. the right foods. Now you look younger mm -hmm. than you ever did. And now I do. you're on this health and wellness journey. So mm -hmm. my question to you, for all of us that are, whether we're in the United States or not, and we, if we feel like we're not connected, we don't really know if we're part, what tribe? I say tribe. If, if it's offensive, I don't mean it to be offensive. <laughs> but what culture, what part of Africa, what, what's the name of the people who you are a part of? If you don't know that, what does it look like for us to add that ancestry culture to the culture that we already have? Because some might feel like we dismissing what we built here in the States if we give attention to our ancestral roots. What, how, mm -hmm. how do you think we can navigate that and give respect to both areas? Now, that's a great question. So I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Have you ever been to a restaurant that says it's a fusion restaurant? You know, yeah. it's like it's got a fusion of two different cultures. Yeah. Right. So, so let me just give you an example. You know, you've heard of jollof rice, correct? You know, we no. know that that's a that's a that's a West African. That's a West African staple dish. Jollof rice is like for, for Chinese people, uh, fried rice uh -huh. or West Africa. Jollof rice. As a matter of fact, there's like a there's like a contest between who has the best jollof rice between really? like Nigeria and Ghana and Senegal. Oh yeah. If you talk to Africa, they'll tell you, oh, my country has the best, you know, and they even have contests about who has the best jollof rice. Okay. So, um, so I made, I've learned how to make a jollof coconut rice because when I got connected, I, I went on YouTube and found some videos. I learned how to make a goosey soup, learned mm -hmm. how to make jollof rice. Okay. And then I came up with this jollof soup because there's no jollof soup in Nigeria, okay? And so I came up with jollof soup and it's delicious. It's like one of the most delicious soups I've ever eaten, right? And so I let my Nigerian, my doctor, and I, he said, he said, this is not Nigerian. I said, no, my brother, it's not Nigerian. I said, it's Nigerian American. I said, I'm an American Nigerian, you see? Mm -hmm. I said, so you gotta get up out the Nigerian box with me because it's a fusion of two different things, right? Even what I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing traditional um, African attire, West mm -hmm. African attire, mm -hmm. but I have my Western hat on, you see? Mm -hmm. this, is, this is my Western hat. So I'm, I'm combining the cultures right here. Mm -hmm. 
And this is what I want to tell, tell you. One of the things as you connect to the culture, you're going to find some similarities. So you know how it's very common in the African-American community for us to say, but God, right? Oh, yes. It's happened, but God. But God. <laughs> well, would, it, would it surprise you to know that in Ghana, the, the, the Fonte, I'm, I'm Fonte of, of Ghana, of the Fonte mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. and the Ashanti, and there's like, they call them the Akan tribe. They're like cousins, so they're their kindred tribe. They have ancient Adinkra symbols. And there's one symbol, the most popular one, G-Y-E-N-Y-A-M-E, G-M-A. It's the most popular Adinkra symbol. It literally means, except for the Lord. It's the same thing really? that we say. Yes. And this symbol is ancient. Okay. So we were separated for hundreds of years over ocean, but yet so common in our community, it is for us to say, but God. Another thing, another similarity. It is very common for us to say, if I say, you know, I say, um, Dr. Ramsey, how are you doing? You say, well, I'm doing fine by the grace of God, right? Yeah. Isn't that common for us to say by mm -hmm. the grace of God? Mm -hmm. Over here, they say it this way. N-Y-A-M-E is God. A-D-O-M is grace. So if you say good morning, you say mach, mache, mache means good morning. Mache. And you say mache, etisein. Etisein means how are you, right? And they might say, mehoye pa, that means I'm doing well, right? Yame adon, by God's grace. So I'm hearing these little things. I'm looking at our culture and I'm saying, this is just like our culture. We do that too. Y'all say it a different way. We didn't have the symbol, but we say, but God, and y'all are saying, except for the Lord. It's the same thing. It's you the see? same thing. Same wow. Thing. So you're saying how we don't have to dismiss one side when we are reconnecting with no. our past because no. we and we just fuse it. That makes that makes it really, really better in the mm -hmm. sense that we fuse it together because we give in respect. And then you also I like the way that you explained it. Uh, the similarities with the mm -hmm. similarities that we already have and the fact that even though, like you said, we've been disconnected for so long, but we still use the, the same, same DNA, though. We got the same DNA, even though it was separated for hundreds of years overseas yeah. with the same DNA. There's so many similarities that I see. Yeah. And then when you connect, you're going to you're going to see people that look like people that you saw in school. Some of your relatives, you're going to say that person. You're going to see people that look like your relatives. I'm, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It's, it's amazing. It's, wow. it's absolutely amazing. Well, let me show some love to our virtual studio audience because they're coming in today in trolls. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have Annie. Hey. Annie oh, that's Lando. my mom. That's my mother. Oh, hello. She said, mom. hello, Richard and Dr. Ramsey. Love mom. Aww. I'm 84 years old. Feisty as everything. Mom goes where she wants to go. She drives herself, okay? okay. Goes where she wants to go. Uh, because I, I told her about eating raw pineapple because raw, raw pineapple, actually, uh, they said they found medically that it can help you to not have dementia and Alzheimer's and things like that. So really? mom's mind is sharp as a tack. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting and commenting. And Sheila, yes. she, oh, thank you, Sheila. She tagged someone. Say, you I need told to you she was feisty. I told you. <laughs> but I just can't get her to call me Ezzy. She won't call me Ezzy. She said, I'm just going to call you Rick. I called you Rick all this like, time. Baby, I named you. Then she got the church folk calling me Rick too. You know, I'm like, Mom, let me let me tell them what I want them to come. Now, this is Rick, y'all. I know. know. You know, she gave you that name. It means it has the meaning yeah. to it. So she respects. Well, I got the Richard, you know. But I'm like, Mom, you call me that, but let me tell other people to call me, you know, my African names. Listen, listen, mama, listen, let mama call you what she want to call you because mama, That's exactly she, what she she, told me. the she history did. is tied up in her. Yeah. I'm your okay. mama, boy. <laughs> exactly. Mama. So let me, oh, we have, she said, I had an amazing time in Ghana with my yeah. husband. We experienced the food and the culture. Oh my God. It was a blessing being there. Thank yeah. you, Teresa, for yes. sharing, mm -hmm. for sharing um, your experience in Ghana. And so right now we're just having this healthy conversation about culture about finding oneself about feeling disconnected and how you can reconnect we're also having a conversation about enslavement and we know here in the united states that can be a little touchy a little touchy topic but in order for us to overcome and get over these negative feelings we have to start having and i like to say healthy conversations so that we can get to the root of the problem so that we can we move can past it, it. 
we can we can deal with it right mm-hmm. and so right. we're we're disconnected we're just gonna keep it totally 100 like my kids say keep it 100 we're disconnected and we need to get reconnected with our culture with our roots so that we can really walk into our full purpose and so right mm-hmm. now we're gonna we're gonna go into the lane of when you think of this what does it mean when we say the phrase or what what do you think what do you say it means when we uh, hear the phrase nullify the legacy of enslavement? Okay. Uh, I tell people mm-hmm. that I, because sometimes people ask me, especially African-Americans, they'll, they'll look at me with a funny look and they say, what do you change your name for? Why do you want to change your name? Why do you mm-hmm. do that? Right? <laughs> and so I tell them, I said, for me, it was nullifying the legacy of enslavement. I said, let's think about it now. I said, do you think our ancestors had English names when they were taken from Africa? Mm-hmm. I said, no, no, they weren't. And so when I did my, you know, when, when I went to Nigeria, the Igbo saw me and they, they, they asked me if I was Nigerian. I said, well, you know, I don't know. I'm African-American. Slavery thing happened. Got to do some DNA. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, you are an Igbo man. I tell you, you're an Igbo. I said, really? And they said, yeah. I said, well, how do you know? If you did not open your mouth, you look like you were born and raised in Nigeria. I said, really? Yes. Mm. So later on in the trip, um, some Yorubas asked me the same question. And I said, well, you know, told them the same answer. And they said, well, you, you seem to have Yoruba features. I believe you are Yoruba. And so I was like, okay, well, let me do my DNA. So when I did my DNA, I found out I'm Igbo and Yoruba on my father's side. I am Fanti of Ghana on my mother's side. Igbo and Yoruba of Nigeria uh-huh. and Fanti people of Ghana. And so I changed my name to reflect Fanti name, Igbo name, and Yoruba name. So my name is Richard Kweku. Kweku means Wednesday born in the Fanti language and, and also mm-hmm. Ashanti. Uh, Ezeagu, and mm-hmm. that is Igbo, and it means King of Lions. Ooh. And Akiyemi is Yoruba, and it mm-hmm. means warrior king well suited to power. So if people say my full name, Richard Kweku Eziagu Akiyemi, what they've just said, because Richard in English means powerful ruler. So they've just said powerful ruler born on Wednesday, king of lions, warrior king, well suited to power. And the Yoruba say you will live up to your name. Mm. So to me, that is nullifying the legacy of enslavement. And uh, even my wife, I told her when we have our children, our children won't have English name. Our children will have Fanti, uh, Igbo, and Yoruba names. And at first mm-hmm. she said, well, babe, you know, because over here the Catholic Church would make people mm-hmm. have an English name. Make mm-hmm. them, yes, to be in the Catholic Church. And so she said, well, you know, it's, I said, I said, babe, do you think people in England are naming their children Nigerian names, Fanti <laughs> name, Yoruba name, Igbo name? I said, no. I said, they named their children English name because they're English. I said, mm-hmm. so we're going to name our children of the what's in their blood because the blood doesn't lie. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We have another comment from the Virtual Studio audience. Teresa said, the purpose of our trip was to connect with our roots. We are also, we also got our uh, Ghana name. name. Yeah, share, share your names in the comment. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And before we even... Uh, came on today the show we had our little sidebar conversation and we was Richard and I and I and I was like this is who I am and he was looking at me like you got a little bit of this and a little I, I, I thought I really you know I'm not an expert you know the yeah. the, 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 the the Africans will tell you better the Ghanaians and Nigerians yeah. but you look like you have Yoruba in you to me that's just to me so when you do your when you do your the one that tells you the people group or the tribe then you'll know Exactly. And you'll be able to drill down into that because there's a food, there's a culture that go with it. And oh, the food is delicious. Anybody that hasn't tried West African food, it is delicious. Wow. Oh, she put a name out. So, wow. Afia. I think that means born on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Afia. Is Afia born on Friday? Uh, I think that's what, just like Kweku means born on, on, on Wednesday. Wow. Um, I think Afia is born on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. It's one of the days. It's, it, it's one of the days. It's, they call them spirit names in Ghana. Mm. Uh, and of the Akan tribes, they do spirit names. So just like, you know, you've heard uh, Kwaese, like Kwaese mm-hmm. and Fumi when he changed his name. I think Kwaese is a uh, Sunday born. Then there's 
you know, Quadjo, which is she Monday. Said yes. She said yes. <laughs> okay, so Alpha is Friday. Okay, you yes. know. She said yes. I know. I know the men. The men's was better than the women's. I know. Okay. Yah, Yah is Thursday. Yah mm -hmm. for men. Yah for women. So they call them spirit names, and most of the Ashanti and Fanti, they named their children. The first name is that spirit name, the day mm -hmm. of the week that they were born. Wow, wow. I, I mean, this is so enlightening, this conversation. And it's and I feel that I'm getting more and more of my connection. I actually uh I'm enjoying this conversation. Thank you guys for the studio audience, virtual studio audience that's actually sharing your journey. Yeah. Um, Thank our you. audience that's sharing and everyone that's tuning in. Make sure to, the studio audience. Yes, I, double high five for the studio audience. Yeah, high five. Okay. <laughs> and so let's uh what people don't know, this is what I actually, he actually have a book, right? And so I want to encourage everyone to go pick this book up because I actually ordered it as an ebook and a paper copy because I, I couldn't wait for the paper copy to come because Amazon, you need to speed up the shipping. <laughs> but he has a book and the book is actually titled um, Found My People. And it's a compelling, inspiring, inspirational book that, he's writing about how he found his people. And so right now I want you to tell us just a little taste about why you decide to write this book and why did you decide to name it? Find, I found my people, you know, found my people. Why did you decide to do that? Okay. That's, that's a super question. Um, you know, there's some particular things about African-Americans we're the only Americans that are called by a continent instead of a country. I want you to think about this for a moment. Mm -hmm. We call ourselves African-Americans. Mm -hmm. Most of us has never tasted African food. Mm -mm. We're the only Americans that that's true. Do you think any Italian-American never tasted Italian food? That's, no. How about people from India never tasted Indian food? No. How about people from China never tasted Chinese food? No. You know, every other American, when they whatever name they have, they're intimately acquainted with their food and their culture. OK, in the seventh grade, one of the stories I tell in the book in the seventh grade, we had cultural day. I'm sure a lot of y'all did, too. I'd be interested to know what other people bought on cultural day because I didn't know anything about a goosey soup and pounded yam when I was in the seventh grade. So I bought tacos and they weren't good tacos because we didn't eat tacos that much. So we didn't really, you know, have the the, the professionalism down. So we're the only people that call ourselves by a country, I mean, by a continent, because if you talk to people from, if they come from the East, they don't say, we might say Asians, but they, if you talk to the individual, they'll say, I'm a Chinese American, I'm a Japanese American, right? Mm -hmm. If they come from Europe, they'll say, I'm a German American, or I'm a Spanish American, I'm an Italian American. Well, we say African-American, but there's 54 countries in Africa, okay? Yeah. And each country has many tribes. Like Nigeria has like 200-something tribes, over 200-something tribes, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then we have had so many names, like Negro, Black, Colored, uh, African-American. And now for anybody that is on here and doesn't know, that the new seat they want us to sit in is called BIPOC, Black Indigenous People of Color. Oh That's the new, the new name for us, right? Uh, Marcus Garvey once said, a people without the knowledge mm -hmm. of their history, origin, and culture is like a tree without roots, you That's know? True. And so it is time for us to reconnect because what is in our blood is undeniable, okay? Mm -hmm. And when you do reconnect, you know, because there have been people that told me, oh, you're not Nigerian. Then this is what I tell people. When somebody tells me that, I look them straight in the eye and I tell them this. I said, when you know who you are, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. Yeah. I know who I am because the blood doesn't lie. Yeah. I said, I am of the Fanti people of Ghana. I'm of the Igbo people of Nigeria. And I'm of the Yoruba people of Nigeria. And because uh, in the 70s, you all may not know this, but in the 70s, some, I mean, you probably do, but many of them listening may not know, but there was a civil war in Nigeria and it was the main two that were against each other were the Yorubas and the Igbos. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when the Igbos and the Yorubas, when, when, they, when I tell them that I'm Igbo and Yoruba, they say, huh, how could that happen? I said, you know, anatomy <laughs> and physiology, y'all know how that happened. Now, I don't know why you're asking me how that happened. You know how that happened. But at any rate... <laughs> Um, 
then, then, then somebody told me, well, you know, you're going to have to choose one because they don't like each other. Mm -hmm. I said, telling me to choose one of the cultures that I just learned about after 50 something years is mm -hmm. like telling a parent who had lost a child or children for several years. And then they just got their children back and they said, okay, now you can only pick one. The other two got to go back to the other family. Mm. No, no, not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I, the Fanti people, I'm going to learn about my Fanti people. I'm going to learn about my Igbo people and my Yoruba people because each one of them is a great people. And I love each and every one of those cultures. And that's part of who I am. Now, in Africa, this is an interesting thing. In Nigeria particularly, not, I can't just say all of Africa, but in Nigeria, mm -hmm. if the father is Yoruba, the child will call himself, even if the mother's Igbo or the mother really? is, yeah, the mother could be Hausa or Fulani. Uh, or if the father was Fulani and the mother's Yoruba, the child will call himself. So they don't they they don't even count the other part. But I say I'm not. See, that's that's where that other American part of my culture comes in. You see, that African American culture that says we ain't leaving no part of our culture behind. We taking all <laughs> our culture with us. You yes, see? we are. We <laughs> didn't say bye bye to the Fanti, bye bye to the Igbo, or bye bye to the Yoruba. No, no. Come on, y'all. We go, we just found y'all. We going together. You see. That's what I say. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Listen, everyone, I want you to go to um, found, foundmypeople.com and you'll be able mm -hmm. to see this beautiful website. And you'll also get to know more about your roots. And if you're a person like me that have been on this journey of oneself to find my roots where I belong so that I can really walk into my full purpose, this book is unlike any other book. I can say that because I was able to read the forward with the ebook so far and I can't wait because it's something about getting a book in your hands versus having it, you know, electronic, you'll be able to feel and totally immersed. And so what I really like a lot about his website is that he also tells you about the benefits. You know, most of the time people just telling you about their book, but they're not telling you how reading their book is going to benefit you the reader. And so make sure to go and check out this amazing um, book. Make sure to go pick it up because listen, this conversation is a conversation that needs to be had. This is a conversation that is long overdue people. It's long overdue. You see, you're already on the podcast interview section. Did you see, did you see your logo there? Yeah. You're yeah. already on the podcast section. Oh, that's so sweet. Let's see. We have it's my webmaster is fire. My webmaster is fire. <laughs> we have it's me and say hi, Dr. Ramsey, from your cousins in Michigan. Okay, oh, that's, my, that's my dear sweet cousin. Yes. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you so much for tuning you in. See, everyone. You see, she said Izzy. See, yeah, she said Izzy. Will call me Izzy. My mom will call me. Well, at least your cousin gonna call you Izzy, but you know, at least my cousin called me Izzy. Yes, you guys, I also want you to follow him on Instagram as well. Uh, it's underscore it's Instagram.com forward slash underscore uh, found my people. Also, found um, follow him on Twitter, Twitter, same thing, twitter.com forward slash underscore found my people. Listen, this. Richard, what you're doing, it is purposeful and it's mission driven. And I, this is one of the conversations that I have had a lot of different conversations being a, um, being a host on the TV show podcast over the years. But this has been one of the most empowering uh, interviews in regards to race, because, you know, it can be very emotional. It can, mm -hmm. it can, it can go, it can go left. <laughs> it can right. go left. And so right. slip so, out. Yeah, it could go a little left, but, mm -hmm. but this has been a very, very good, uh, interview in the fact that, yeah, we had to talk a little bit about slavery, but the fact well, it's that just a fact of our history, it's it's, just it's a fact. Just, we have to confront the history and move forward. Uh, and that doesn't mean that we're not supposed to have reparations because yes, we definitely mm -hmm. should be. It's well past due, especially with the history It's <laughs> well past due. But we can move forward because we can find out who we are. We, we, we don't need to be like a tree without roots. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, when you connect to your DNA, that's why you notice at the top of my website, I have a, I have a logo made. It's Embrace Your DNA. Another thing I want to share with you is every part of this book, from the website to the logo to that Embrace Your DNA, 
the 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 publisher is a Nigerian publisher. The the people that are involved in this book are of the African uh, African they were they African descent. Everybody's of African descent mm -hmm. because I'm tired of people saying that we can't succeed unless we get other people involved. That we are not able to succeed. Yes, we are, and I said I will prove that. We mm -hmm. I don't I don't I don't have a big publishing company or anything like that. I said, I am going to prove it. I'm going to go and talk to my people, but I'm going to bring something that can help because my goal is to help millions of us connect to the culture because I don't know whether you all realize this or not, but 47 million of us in the U.S., over 90 million in Brazil. When you count uh, Canada, the Caribbean, Central and South America, it's over 200 million of us descendants. It's as bad as the Holocaust, as bad, but for a much longer time. Some people say it's worse, but I don't compare because it's not exactly the same. We just say both are bad, but this one was for a much longer time and involved much more people, and those are just facts, okay? Mm -hmm. It is as bad. And so we, but we don't talk about it. We just, mm -hmm. everybody's telling us, forget about that. No, when you say never forget 9-11, and 9-11 just happened in 2001, right? Mm -hmm. We should never forget that, but we're never going to forget this. And, and it's time for people to know, because one of the things that they've done is made us think that we're inferior. But when I started doing my research, I found out that the most, and this is what I want everybody listening to know, the most educated group in America is not the Asians like they try to tell us. That is a lie. The most educated group by percentage of degrees is the Africans. First is Nigerians. They get bachelor's degrees at a rate of more than two to one compared to native born white Americans. Mm -hmm. And they get uh, advanced degrees at a rate of more than three to one compared to native born Caucasian Americans. And that's just a fact. O'Reilly, the Bill O'Reilly that used to be on Fox with the no spin zone, he mm -hmm. actually did a show and talked about this. And they're the highest earning group. So they are literally the most successful group that has ever set foot on U.S. soil and they don't want us to know that, but I want y'all to know that. And so this book is, so basically share, I want y'all to share this, not just because I want to sell books, okay? Mm -hmm. The main goal for this book is to connect us back so that we can put our roots back. Mm -hmm. And if you look, and I'm going to, because you bought the book, I have a fact sheet because there's deep cultural meaning on the cover of this book. There are 10 ancient Adinkra symbols. I picked each one because of what it means. And I have a fact sheet for those that buy the book. So Dr. Ramsey, I will be sending you yours. These Adinkra symbols, and the one that's most ubiquitous, the little bird like that's looking back, mm -hmm. it's called the Sankofa. And that Sankofa, it's ancient now, ancient Adinkra symbols. This is from Ghana. The Sankofa means there's no shame in going back and getting what is at risk of being lost. Mm. And so when I connected to my roots, I got that which was at risk of being lost. And that's why the Sankofa is on there. But there's nine other Dinkra symbols. One of them, the one over found my people, you see it's three. Mm -hmm. Those, that, the one in the, in, the, in the center is the GMA, the one I told you was the most popular one, the one that means except for the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. And I put three because one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Spirit. And that's why those are the, the way they are there. But each one of these Dinkra symbols has a particular meaning. And everybody that gets the book, Come back on the website, contact, say, hey, I've got my book. I want to get the uh, fact sheet to tell me the significance, the rich cultural significance embedded in the cover of the Find My People book. Wow. Wow. That that is that's powerful. OK, so what we're going to do, we're going to take one more commercial break and then we're going to come back with one more wrap up question and then we're gonna say goodbye until next week people so make sure if you need to get your little snack a little a little beverage go ahead and get it while we have our commercial break and we'll be back with richard okay we'll be back with richard we'll see you in a moment
it's in your DNA poem. It, it goes like this. It does not matter what they say. There is greatness in your DNA. The proof is in the lies they choose to tell to make themselves feel superior. They point to chaos in different places, but hide what their hands did to bring it about. There is greatness in us, but they don't want it out. I think they know they could not compete if the field were level and they couldn't cheat. So on they go lives filled with lies to make pretend and rationalize. They say all is equal. Why do you complain? Pretending that the constant lies have not changed the game and made people perceive just by your skin who should lose and who should win. There are some things you have to know. Don't wait for someone to tell you so. Reject the lies of yesterday. Embrace the greatness in your DNA. And just like that, we are back when we're back with Richard. And I hope you enjoyed that commercial courtesy of Found My, Found My People with Richard. And I want you to embrace your DNA, like he said. And so we're going to bring him back to the stage. Um, that was an amazing, amazing commercial of just taking us through a journey of in just embracing our DNA, embracing our greatness, embracing mm -hmm. that we are not what we are told we are based upon mm -hmm. the color of our skin. Our mindset is a little bit different here in the United States versus someone who's born and raised in Nigeria or Ghana. And mm -hmm. so the fact that we need to change our mindset in order to embrace who we are and who we're going to become as a people. I want to pull this up because I thought that this, this photo of you, we featured this on the cover of the Tina Ramsey show magazine, but mm -hmm. I really want to talk about this. The, that is that a cane or, or yes, it's, it's this, what you're seeing is uh, traditional Igbo attire. Mm -hmm. And that red cap, the only reason I'm able to wear that red cap is because when I joined the local Nigerian community and they saw that I legally changed my name, they said, we have to mark this occasion. So in, in 2017, at the Independence Day celebration, they had on the program where the Igbo chiefs and the Yoruba chiefs actually called me up, officially accepted me into the Igbo and the Yoruba tribes, I mean, people group, just depending on you know who you are and what you say. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the Igbo chiefs, uh, they, they, the chiefs have to confer upon you to be a chief. You can't just be a chief. So they actually made me a chief. And so this is the, when you see an Igbo wearing that red cap, it is mm -hmm. a chief. Only the chiefs wear the red cap. The clothing is called Ishiagu cloth. Agu is lion. Just like my name, Ezi Agu, means King of Lions, King mm -hmm. Ezi Agu, Lion. This is the Ishi Agu. It's the lion's cloth. And this 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 cloth is particular to the Igbo people. The necklace, this bracelet also, this is particular Igbo attire. Mm -hmm. And the O4 is the cane. And you see the lion. You see there the lion. Uh, so, yes, that is, that is tra traditional... Ebo, that's what a that's the kind of attire Ebo chief will wear. Wow, wow! And I did not want to let this episode go by without giving that, giving it the the spotlight that it needed in order for us to be able to connect. And many of us, we're we're still on that journey, like myself. But it's so refreshing to hear your journey to 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 feel the confidence come through <laughs> and i want all of us to feel that i can't wait for my book to get here but listen you guys you can go to amazon right now or you can just go to find um foundmypeople.com yes. and go and mm -hmm. purchase it foundmypeople.com and go ahead and pick up this book today to get connected with your roots to get connected with who you are and why i mean I didn't understand why I did things the way I do it until I started digging into my DNA. And then I realized that's indigenous to, to the people who I am. We do this, certain things that we say, a certain rhythm. Like I can hear a beat and my body just naturally innates moves to it. And it's indigenous to 
well, the peoples or the tribe, whichever terminology you want to say, um, the same thing. And it wasn't, I didn't even know I was doing it until I started digging. And I was like, oh my God, I do that all the time. I said it. So really it's a connection that we all need. And it Mm -hmm. is something that we really need to have these healthy conversations and also go to individuals like Richard, um, who actually have the information and can kind of walk us through hand in hand on this journey of reconnecting oneself. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Richard, is there anything else you would like to share with our audience today? Yes. Um, first of all, I want to say hashtag we are exceptional because I want you all to think about this. Anytime somebody might try to make you feel inferior or something like that or by the color of your skin. Number one, the tanning booths around the world make billions of dollars because people like darker skin. That's number one. Number two, a lot of people won't get in front of a camera until they get the color put on mm-hmm. their skin. And we don't have to get that done. Um the melanin, a lot of people are using Botox for to do what melanin naturally does for our women. You see, you should see my mother, how good she looks at 84 years old. My mother's 84. And there's some people, you know, that are other younger that don't look nearly as good as my mother does. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want you to understand hashtag we are exceptional. But what I want to leave you with is this, because the poem that you saw that 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 they just saw that God gave me that on Badagri Beach, which is the point of no return. If any of you have Nigerian ancestors, Badagri Beach, a suburb of Lagos in Nigeria, is where the last place that they set their foot on the African continent before they were taken away. But there's another poem that God gave me, and it's the same title as the book. It's called Found My People. And it goes like this. I've found my people. You can too. There's a people for me and a people like a door that you found in your house that is new with elaborate furnishings all belonging to you, a people who will welcome and make you feel new. I've found the people for me. Now find the people for you. Mm, 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 mm. That was simply amazing, you guys. So make sure that you go to found foundmypeople.com and make sure that you go and purchase that book. And also when you get the book, take a little screenshot to let us know that you that you got the book and reach out to Richard yes. so that he can send you that uh PDF. That's right. You have one you want to get that fact sheet because it's going to tell you it's going to unlock the mystery on the cover. And the easiest way to find the book is actually to go to the foundmypeople.com website mm-hmm. because if you're inside of Africa it goes to Okada Books so that you can click that Africa button. And if you're outside, you know, USA and global, there's a button there for you. And so it'll take you to whatever Amazon is the closest place to you in the world. So the easiest way to to get the book is actually to go through the foundmypeople.com website. And then you have the beautiful video. And, you know, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's this great picture of, you know, this is just like the handsome guy at the bottom that you can see, you know, this nice <laughs> <laughs> so you know i'm not gonna say no names but uh and then there's a podcast section you know there's a podcast section right there where you can listen to podcasts that i've been on and uh yeah so oh there's that handsome guy right there yeah yeah so make sure you go to foundmypeople.com and make sure you go check out um all of this amazing information you can even listen to previous interviews that he has had as well and as you can see he make it super duper easy for you to be able to get the book, no matter what four corners of the earth you find yourself at on today, whether you USA, whether you're global, whether you're in Africa, you can still connect and be able to easily get your copy now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Richard for stopping by the Tina Ramsey show and sharing. Thank you. I've had a great time. Oh, I did too. I really, I really did too. So right now you guys, I want you to know, that if no one told you that you're amazing, that you're worthy, and that you're value, I want you to know that I love you and I'm saying that you're amazing. And until next time, what do I want you to do? I want you to do what? Keep smiling. Okay, I'll see you guys next week for the Tina Rams Joint Podcast at 7.30 p.m. Bye. EST because it's time for you to come share, shine, and grow on the Tina Rams Show. Bye.
Well, you have any closing remarks before we head out? Y'all, please support the movement of CTR Media Network. I'm telling you, being a part of this amazing media family, you, I, I can't go wrong, right? They have the support. They support us in all that we do. We have questions. They need a time out to advise and mentor. Uh, so definitely check out the different plethora of shows that are on the network. I promise you, I promise you, and I'm not saying this because I'm part of the family, but I promise you, you will be uplifted, inspired, educated, motivated, all the good stuff that we all need to carry ourselves out through the day. So definitely go check it out, y'all. Awesome. I, I definitely appreciate it. You definitely appreciate it. <laughs>